but I'm just a rock chick. I would describe my music and my sound as Avril The best damn thing. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast, a facts and trivia-based podcast about Canadian pop singer Avril Lavigne. I'm your host, Andrea DeFrancesco. In this edition of the Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast, we're going to review what has been an amazing year for Avril by going through some of my favorite highlights. But first, let's catch up on what's happened with Avril since our last episode. Now, keep in mind, I am recording this a week in advance, so there might be some things that she ends up doing for Christmas or the new year that will not be included here, but I will make sure to include them on the next episode. On November 29th, Hot Topic released two new Let Go themed t-shirts. On December 2nd, Avril was announced as a nominee for Best Rock Alternative Artist at the 2023 Gold Derby Music Awards alongside Bjork, Coldplay, Florence and the Machine, and Demi Lovato. This is a fan-voted award. The same day, Avril joined Modson during his DJ set for Emo Night at Avalon Hollywood and Bordeaux in Los Angeles to perform Skater Boy. On December 5th, Avril attended a holiday party for Big Noise with John Feldman and Modson. On December 6th, Avril did an interview with the radio station Walk 97.5, where she revealed she is nearly done with her eighth studio album and that she wrote lots of songs with Travis Barker prior to leaving for Japan. She expects the album to come out next year while touring and said the songs are a mix of Love Sucks and her older stuff. She also revealed she's been working on a Christmas album and already has three or four songs recorded. She expects to release it in 2023 or 2024. On December 7th, Killstar dropped another collection with Avril, which was made available to VIPs only before being made available to the public on December 9th. On December 9th, Avril released an EP called I'm a Mess for Japanese streaming platforms, featuring the three deluxe tracks from Love Sucks. The EP cover is the same as the deluxe album cover, but with a white background. On December 12th, Avril teamed up with the music app Make It to host a contest for fans to write their own verse for I'm a Mess. The winners were supposed to be announced on December 19th, but this did not happen. At the time of this recording, the winners have still not been announced. On December 13th, a brief write-up was published by Billboard for their annual Year in Music package, where Avril discussed the revival of pop-punk music and getting back on tour. On December 16th, Avril posted a photo from the studio. The same day, Maggie Schneider from the band Glimmers also uploaded a TikTok video describing her experience meeting Avril at Emo Night LA. On December 17th, Avril attended Billie Eilish's 21st birthday party in Los Angeles. On December 19th, Avril posted pictures from the studio and played an extremely brief teaser clip of one song. She also announced on the Chinese social media site Weibo that she will be participating in the New Year's countdown party by Chinese video site Billy Billy. A brief interview was also published on the platform in which she discussed releasing a new album and touring in the new year. And on December 22nd, she posted another photo from the studio. And now for some year-end highlights. Bite Me ranked number 41 on the Billboard U.S. Hot Rock and Alternative Songs year-end chart, and Love It When You Hate Me ranked number 52. Love It When You Hate Me was also named by Atwood Magazine as one of the best songs of 2022. Love Sucks ranked number 45 on the Billboard Top Alternative Albums year-end chart. It was also ranked by Pop Crush as one of the top 15 pop albums of 2022, one of the 55 best albums of 2022 by Alternative Press, and number 9 on the top 10 pop albums of 2022 by Stereo Gum. Complicated reached 600 million streams on Spotify, her first song to achieve this milestone. And Avril's performance at the iHeartRadio Jingle Ball in 2002 was chosen by the Honey Pop as one of five iconic Jingle Ball performances. So now let's get on with our year in review and go through the top highlights of 2022. So obviously the biggest thing that happened this year was the release of a new album. So getting the Love Sucks album in February and then the Deluxe later in November. So what's interesting about the Love Sucks album is that it was really returned to her pop punk roots. And just in general, Avril just seemed so much happier with the music than I think she has been in a long time. 
And I think for the fans too, it's one of her first albums in a while where the majority of the fans collectively have really enjoyed the album because her last few albums have kind of had like mixed reviews or maybe, you know, we all know the troubles that she had with the record labels and stuff behind the scenes and maybe having to change her vision a little bit and stuff like that. And she kind of didn't seem super happy with the end product always. And so I think that this is the first time with the Love Sucks era, it's the first time that you know, everything just came together like it was supposed to and that everything went really well and the promotion was really good and the music was well received and she was getting a lot of positive reviews from both the media and the public alike. And it was just really nice to see kind of that camaraderie again and that like the fans, I mean, obviously there's always going to be some fans who aren't, you know, a fan of everything she does. But I think that for the most part, we all as fans kind of like banded and bonded together over this album and felt like this was the Avril that we knew that we've grown up with. And it was just really nice to see her back and to be back in that kind of persona again. And especially the deluxe album too. Like we haven't gotten a deluxe album, a proper deluxe album from her since The Best Damn Thing, which has been a very long time coming. So that was nice too, like just a nice little surprise to get a deluxe album and some new tracks. Overall, I would say that Love Sucks is, I think, one of her most solid albums in a very long time. Like, I think it's probably her most solid and cohesive record since The Best Damn Thing. So obviously, that was the biggest highlight this year was getting a new album. And also signing with DTA Records, that was another highlight because, like I had alluded to just a second ago, in the past, she's had some issues with record labels, maybe not always understanding her musical vision and trying to kind of get her to change what she wanted to do. And obviously, the artist is never going to be happy having to you know, adjust what they want to do. And so her signing with DTA, I mean, I know it was kind of a rough road to get there because, you know, she had signed with a major label before that and it was a lot of work to get out of that deal so that she could sign with DTA. And so that was kind of a whole mess that had to be sorted out that severely delayed the release of the music. But once it finally did happen and things really went underway with it, it was like smooth sailing from there. And I think that signing with DTA just makes perfect sense because her and Travis Barker have known each other for a very long time. They're very good friends. They have that same energy. And like Travis is an artist just like she is. And so I think he gets that aspect of the music. You know, he's not just like a suit. He understands that artistic aspect of the music business. And I think it's just the perfect place for Avril to go to. And it makes total sense why she wanted to sign with him. And it seems to be working really well for her thus far. And I hope that it just keeps going. And I think that a lot of the issues that she had in the past with delays with her, you know, the release of her music, I think those seem to be kind of gone now. Like it just seems like ever since she signed with DTA that she's been going full steam ahead with putting out music. Like she's already talking about putting another album out next year already. And so I hope that a lot of her label troubles of the past are over now because she's with DTA. And unfortunately, we don't know the specifics of her contract, like how many years or how many albums she's supposed to do for them. But obviously, I hope that she stays for as long as she feels like and that, you know, this partnership that they have just keeps going. The other really big thing that happened this year was celebrating the 20th anniversary of Let Go, just celebrating the entire year, her 20th year in music. I mean, that's a huge deal because not every artist necessarily makes it 20 years in the music business. And so it was just really nice to see her get celebrated in that way. Like so many media publications and like other artists would say really nice things about how she was such a huge impact and such a huge influence on today's artists and how iconic the Let Go album is and songs like Complicated and Skater Boy and I'm With You, how those songs are still just as iconic today as they were 20 years ago. It was just really nice because 
I th- I don't think that, you know, I think a lot of us fans can recall times when she was not always spoken of very highly by the media or by the general public. And so it was really nice for a change to get to see people celebrate her and acknowledge her as an icon in music. And obviously it was just such a special moment for her and for the fans this year to get to celebrate, you know, her coming this far and to celebrate the anniversary of her debut album, which is still so beloved by so many people. And as if that wasn't already exciting enough to get a re-release of the album, I don't think any of us were expecting that. The fact that they like remastered the tracks and then they also added on some B-sides and some songs that had never been properly released before or like maybe different remixes and stuff like that. That was really unexpected and a really nice treat and a cool thing to celebrate the anniversary as well. Another major accomplishment this year was getting her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I think I can safely speak for everybody when I say we were all so proud to see that happen for her. I know that that was a really big thing that she has always wanted to accomplish. And so just to have it also happen during her 20th year in music was just an extra special way to celebrate that. Another thing that was really cool was when she did the cover of Hello by Adele for Spotify, because I think that a lot of fans over the years have thought, oh, Avril would like kill an Adele song. Like, I really want to hear her singing something by Adele. And so we finally got that and she did a great job with it. I also personally, like speaking of covering artists, I personally really loved her tribute to Shania Twain as well when she did No One Needs to Know. Like, I think everybody just raved about that performance and how great she sounds on country music. And like just the fact that it came full circle with how they sang together on stage when she was just a teenager before she was even famous yet. And not only they're like friends and peers now, but the fact that she was up there paying tribute to her with a song that she used to cover like, you know, around town before becoming famous. It's such a cool full circle moment. And it just sparked all these ideas of people like now wanting her to like do country and stuff. I think also we were all glad to see her back on tour as well, especially after the pandemic being off the road for a couple of years. It was nice to see her go back on tour and doing the MGK tour and stuff and just being with all her friends. And it looked like she was having a lot of fun and just to get to like go back to places that she hadn't been in a while. And, you know, she's going to be going back to Europe next year. So just kind of hitting up places that she hasn't been in a while and then being back on the road after being off with COVID and everything. You know, especially the Canadian Bite Me tour, it seemed like she was having extra fun being back in Canada. And it was like just a really nice thing to see see her be back on stage. And then this last one is more of a personal highlight, but her engagement to Mod Sun was another special thing that happened earlier this year back in March. They got engaged in front of the Eiffel Tower in Paris. So on top of all those professional accomplishments that she's achieved this year to have like a really good thing happen in her personal life as well on top of it is just an extra little cherry on top. So now for some honorable mentions, I will say the leaked songs were a highlight, even though it's kind of like a bittersweet thing because obviously it wasn't a good thing for Avril, but it was a good thing for the fans. So getting to hear a bunch of songs from the Love Sucks album that didn't make the cut and then also even some songs from other albums as well even though that wasn't something that was like really supposed to happen, obviously, but it's always a treat to get to hear extra songs, obviously. And we were, we were very, very spoiled this year. That being said, I do hope that in the new year that the leaks don't happen as much because as much as I like getting to hear 
more songs obviously we're not meant to and it doesn't benefit avril in any way and obviously there's like you know reasons why she doesn't want us to hear these songs so i as much as i liked getting the leaked songs this year i hope that in the new year that becomes like less of a thing that happens another fun little highlight is that she got her new haircut like chopping off all of her hair and stuff that was just kind of a cool thing to get to see her change up her look and i think it really works for her like i think she's having a lot of fun with the short hair and i think it really works for her and then the last honorable mention is the Killstar collection. So it was really cool to see her team up with a brand that I think just makes sense for her. And I think the first collection of clothes was okay, but the second two collections were definitely a lot better. I didn't buy any of the pieces myself, but I do think that there were some really good pieces in these collections. And especially since she hasn't done anything with Abby Dawn in quite some time. And I know she said that she wanted to revamp it, but that hasn't happened yet. So for as long as we're not getting anything besides like regular merch items from her, I think it was a really nice idea to team up with an actual clothing brand and do kind of a, an exclusive collection with them. So that was a pretty basic summary of 2022. So going into 2023, my predictions for what I think might happen in the new year we definitely know she's going to finish up the Love Sucks tour in Europe and possibly dropping the eighth album as well. She did kind of allude to that, like wanting to drop it at the same time as the tour. So we'll kind of just, like she did say she's almost done with it. So we kind of just have to see if she can drop the music as quickly as she thinks she's going to be able to. We might also possibly get the Christmas album that she mentioned. Like she said she had a few songs recorded for it already and she's thinking about dropping it at the end of 2023, but maybe possibly 2024 as well. So like, again, we're just going to kind of have to see how that goes. And then as far as the Skater Boy movie goes, I don't know if I expect it to actually come out next year because it doesn't seem like it's even in the filming stage yet. Like, I think she got a writer for it and maybe a director, but they haven't seemed to, like, cast anyone yet, let alone filmed anything. And depending on how busy she is next year, it's questionable how much work she's going to be able to do on it. I definitely think she's going to keep moving forward with it, like, in terms of, like, okay, I have a writer and I have a director, so now we have to figure out casting and figure out, like, a shooting schedule and that sort of thing. So I definitely think that she is going to keep going with the Skater Boy movie like production stuff, but I don't think we're going to see the movie just yet. I do, however, hope that we see the documentary that she's been working on. She did follow someone on Instagram recently. I'm sorry that I'm blanking on his name right now, but people noticed that she followed this guy on Instagram who is like a director and he's done other documentaries for other celebrities. And so people think that this guy could be the one who's directing the documentary. A lot of people have noticed that they were filming all year, most likely filming all the stuff surrounding the 20th anniversary. So I definitely think it would make sense to drop the documentary itself in the new year, like after all that stuff has happened. But I guess it depends what the documentary is going to be about and how far they want to film. So to me, it would make sense maybe once the Love Sucks era is like over, maybe they'll drop the documentary or maybe it'll be like part concert film, part documentary. I don't know. We'll kind of just have to see. But I'm really, really curious to see this documentary and I hope we do get to see it next year. And then the last thing is possibly her wedding as well. She hasn't mentioned anything at all about her plans for her wedding yet. So they might possibly be actually getting married next year or at least just planning. We don't really know. I would find it kind of hard to believe where she would have time to fit in a wedding considering that she's going to be touring and dropping a new album and possibly dropping like a documentary working on a movie and like all these other things that she works on behind the scenes that we don't know about so where she would squeeze a wedding in there i don't know but again we'll just have to obviously wait and see what happens 
But I'm sure that whatever she has planned for next year, if it's just as good as what 2022 gave us, then 2023 is going to be just as amazing, if not better. Honestly, I think the whole of 2022 was one of the best years to be an Avril fan. And we frankly deserve it after some of the years that we went through with, especially with COVID, like, you know, not being able to see her on the road and stuff like that. And then, you know, botched album releases and things like that. We just really deserved a year like this to get to see her in her finest form and see her return to her roots and just be really happy with the music that she's put out and be proud of what she's put out and that she's having fun and that she's surrounded by people that she considers friends. It's just really, really good to see her like that again. And this is kind of like the Avril that we all know and love. So whatever she ends up doing in the new year, I will certainly be along for the ride. So with that, we conclude our last episode of 2022. I want to thank all of you for listening and supporting this podcast over the last year. I can't wait to see what 2023 has in store for us, and I'll have plenty more episodes to cover it all. Be sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform so you can get new episodes directly in your feed. And please take a minute to leave a rating or review to help more fans find the show. We're currently streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and Audible. Join me again next time, or next year, I guess, on the Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast. The Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by Andrea DeFrancesco. Theme music is HD and Lights by Jay Powell Flicks. Follow the latest podcast news on Instagram at Best Damn Avril Pod or email Best Damn Avril Pod at yahoo.com.